Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Know Your Gear podcast, QA, whatever you want to call it, number 93. That's the important one, though, 93. What a great number. Anyways, uh, how was everyone's week? I see there's already a bunch of us already hanging out. I was able to peruse the comments for a second. Got my agenda list this week, you know, the uh, highlights and stuff to talk about. Hopefully, everybody can see me and hear me okay. And, uh, <laughs> Gordon in said whiskey is poured. Oh, yeah, that's good. Maybe I'll do one of those. Maybe I'll do a live show and I'll drink whiskey. You know what? Maybe for year end, maybe I'll do that. Uh, maybe you guys can enjoy uh, oh, uh, if I have a little whiskey or something. Um, the uh, interesting thing. I'm not a big whiskey guy, um, but, you know, you know, <laughs> I'm always up for something new. Never thought about uh, drinking a little bit and well, I'm talking to the internet could end up uh, either really interesting or not. Either way, I'm sure it will be something to talk about the next day. Uh, so a lot of stuff going on this week. This is definitely like a big uh, stuff week. A lot of stuff going on. First thing I want to talk about while people are coming on. Uh, and so on the rebroadcast, you'll see it. Uh, obviously, we're doing a contest. We've kind of talked about it. It did no official video, so you'd have to be watching the live shows and know about this. But the contest is... For those of you that wanted to send in interesting photos of yourself with the New Year Gear merchandise or just make your own merchandise or just draw it on a piece of paper or come up with something interesting. There are so many uh, pictures. I've been putting them on Instagram and, of course, they're on the website. In fact, while I'm talking, that's what I will do. I will share with you those uh, because two things. So hold on a second. Let me make sure there's the contest entries. Uh, sometimes I have so many screens here. Some It's like... I'm like writing, producing, directing. <laughs> it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to do all this stuff. Okay, so here it is. Uh, so what's going on? Well, like I said, uh, if you want to be entered in the contest, you send me a picture uh, with yourself uh, or some assorted pedals like this one where they're just boss pedals put together. Maybe put your favorite kid in the picture or hopefully a kid you're related to because otherwise there's a missing kid in that guitar case. Um Showing me your picture of your guitar, maybe working on your guitar, you name it. Like I said, this person put the logo on there. You can superimpose it. There's all kinds of great photos. Uh, again, just send us something interesting and uh, the best one will win this pedal board that I'm working on right now. And I'm not sure what the value of the pedal board is, but I'm pretty sure it's like 15 to $1,800. And it's not retail because retail is BS. It's the street price though. I mean, you got like a $330 switcher. You got a $200 board. You got a $200 power supply. I have a uh, Taurus pedals, uh, Mark V. Uh, it's a, a hand-built pedal in Arkansas by Russ at Taurus Pedals. Uh, I'm going to have some other pedals on there. I got the new Fender Boost pedal on there. Um, I'm just working out. Actually, believe it or not, I've been working on this pedal board uh, all week um, because it's important to me that I like the board. So I, I don't know why. <laughs> I'm giving it to you guys, but it's important to me that I like it. So I'm not just putting all the stuff that companies gave me for free. I'm putting all the stuff that I really like. And some of the stuff the companies give me for free and some of the stuff I'm just putting on there because I like it. Either way, it's stuff I really like. And I think that you would enjoy if someone won this board. Um, and pedal boards are crazy expensive. You know, just the cables alone are kind of expensive. And uh, best picture, uh, whichever one we pick. I only get to pick, I think, the top 
I think three. I think that's fair. I think I said earlier. It's I'll have to go back in the notes. It's whatever I said. We'll we'll have to check three or five. I pick the top three or five, and then on a live show, I'll have you guys pick your favorite of the three or five, and uh, and then that person will win this pedal board. But don't worry, because some of these people have gotten really crazy with some really cool pictures, and I know some of you guys are intimidated. If you just send me any picture, uh, you're entered in. So that's the easy part. Okay, easy part. And the, if you're entered in, there's a second prize that I'm working on right now. And somebody suggested this in an email to me, so I'm going to consider it. In fact, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do it, which is what I said. You know, I really don't really like pedals. I, and you first, I did first mention this contest as being a guitar. When I do pull the winner, um, I might offer them the option of taking the pedal board or guitar. But I can tell you right now, the guitar won't be worth sticker price as much as the pedal board. But it'll be a valuable thing, and we'll do some kind of trade out or something. I don't know. Like I said, it's up to you guys. It's uh, you know, rain. This is just about having some fun. There's no real intent behind this, as you guys know. Um, None of the companies formally are, are sponsoring this. I mean, they just, to be honest with you, every company that's given me anything, they just gave it to me to review. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do the review. And then after I'm done with the product, I might as well just do a giveaway with you guys uh, and, uh, and do something fun for our community here. So uh, that's what's going on with that. So there you go. That, I hope that's fun. Uh, so uh, like I said, just a reminder, if you haven't sent a picture in, you just send it to the ask new year gear and, uh, just send whatever you want. It's a cool, it's a cool thing. And like I said, if go on my Instagram, if you want to see some of the cooler pictures lately, I've been posting those up pretty, pretty regular. Um, you guys are really put me in a, like a, a, a awestruck kind of mood. Uh, every time I see some picture, I'm just like, you know what it is? It's not what you think. Just not the crazy, you know, over the top ones are great. Don't, don't get me wrong. I love those, but just. You know, you sitting in your room with your guitar is just kind of cool because it's like, I don't know, makes me feel less crazy when I go, hey, that guy looks just like me. <laughs> He's got some guitars behind him. Looks happy. All right. So um, what do we got going on? So that's the first thing, the contest. Let me check that off my agenda here, the contest. Uh, yeah, there it is. Okay. Uh, so that's going on. And, uh, in the meantime, we do have a super chat and I'll jump around. Here's a super chat from Shawnee Cubs fan. Hey, Shawnee, what's up, buddy? Says, Hey, Phil, just got a DSL 20 CR. Uh, that's got the cream back in it, right? I'm going off of, uh, of what I, I, I recall, but I swapped the stock speaker for the greenback. Okay. So you took the cream back out for the greenback, I think. Right. And it's almost night and day between the speakers. What do you think of the DSR, uh, DSLR, DSL dual super lead 20. Okay. For just because everyone is very unforgiving. Anytime I say anything wrong on these things, <laughs> you know, it's funny as I watch these QAs cause I have to index them and I swear I'm just, I'm trying to be impartial, but I feel like when I watch these things, I think I'm a B, B plus student. I think when you get you guys give me questions, I think I can give you a B plus answer. In other words, there's an 85% to 90, you know, 85% chance that I'll have the answer. Uh, but man, those, uh, those ones I miss, you guys love to hit me with them, but you know, I, I don't mind it. I'm not complaining. It's just kind of fun. Uh, no, it said, is that, no, is this the right thing? No, just the DSLR. The DSL, I don't know why I keep saying DSLR, because I think that's a camera, right? Um, the DSL, the Dual Super, Dual Super Lead 20 CR, is got a uh, Celestion 7080 speaker in it. Hmm, that's tough, man. So here's my thing. I'm a fan of the Greenback uh, speaker, the Greenback Celestion speaker. 
I have a greenback selection speaker and, and a couple things. And I like it, but it's kind of a bright speaker. It doesn't have a lot of low-end response. Uh, the 7080 is, a, I think, what do I think of it? Well, first of all, you asked me what I think of the combo. I like the combo. I like the amp. Remember I was talking about last week about getting the head. I'm still thinking about getting the head. Although this week, I made my purchase this week. And it was, you know, so that's what took up the, what I was thinking about getting the head. I ended up buying the, this is going to give it away because you guys are going to know there's a review coming. I bought this week the matching 212 cabinet for my Silver Jubilee Marshall. So if you guys are wondering if I like the Silver, Silver Jubilee, if I'm keeping it, uh, obviously I bought the cabinet. Funny thing about that though, is that review should be interesting because I really have to talk about the fact that I really had to learn to like that amp. Like it's one of those pro it was one of those amps that I got it. And I don't know what I was, I don't know. We'll talk about it in the review, but man, it's like, I don't know. It's a, there's a, like almost like a character arc in the story, like where, where I started and where I end up with that thing. But anyways, um, so dig the amp. And I think with the selection, uh, the vintage 30, I think it's going to bring the amp to life a little bit. So I'm curious to see, I'm really curious to see, I would really love to hear the DSL 20, uh, combo, uh, on the clean channel, with that gain kicked a little bit on that, uh, it, uh, on the, on the greenback. It sound great. Yeah. Matt's saying the 7080 is a budget speaker, but budget speaker doesn't mean anything to me because there's budget speakers, but you know, it's so funny is sometimes the cheapest speakers, there's something magical about them as well. Um, here's what I've learned. You can argue for the most part that some of the more expensive speakers, especially in selections, I'm going to stick to selections. I don't want to get all over the place with warehouse speakers and, and, and eminence, just selections. The expensive selection speakers always have clarity to them. There's this clarity and they tend to take the top end of that fizz off that I don't like in certain amps. But the lower end selection speakers have a lot of low end. Uh, and it's funny to me, and this is just my opinion for messing with the speakers over there, uh, uh, over the years. See, Michael's uh, saying he doesn't like the 7080. Okay. So here's the thing I will say. Uh, I, I like the vintage 30 the most of all, uh, you know, I think I've talked about this, right? Uh, but what I will tell you is uh, when I'm jamming with people live on a loud stage, sometimes the cheaper selection speakers, um, they don't cut the mix as much, but they fill up the room a little bit more sound. They have a little bit more low end frequency response. Seems to be something in them that always have more low end response. Um, uh, Daryl's saying, I think the 7080 speakers work great with solid state amps and modeling. I don't really like them for tube amps though. You know, and th that uh, is something else I agree with. When I think the, amp, when I think of modeling amps, I don't think of needing a, uh, a expensive speaker because I think, uh, you know, in a tube amp, let's just talk about tube amps in a tube amp. I really think a speaker is, well, first of all, I think speakers are hugely important. Uh, one of the most important things when it comes to an amplifier. So um, I think when you pair a speaker to a tube amp, it's a very important that it's paired well and, and, it, and it works right together. Where a modeling amp, I think the speaker just needs to be very transparent. In other words, it just needs to reproduce the sound uh, the way it is. It doesn't need to add to that because the, the sound has been polished off by the, the computer, the, the modeling. That's my, that's my opinion. And, I, and the reason I say this is from one from one reason and one reason only. So it's not like I have, you know, years of testing experience with this, but I have done this specific thing many times. I have taken a few digital modeling amps, uh, let's say two or three of them over the years, and added a 
let's say a higher end speaker like a vintage 30 or a greenback or a creamback and all kinds of stuff. And every time the result was to my ears, less satisfactory. In other words, it wasn't as good as just when the cheap speaker was in there. Every time the cheap speaker kind of won. And um, and I don't know because I didn't take those modeling amps to, let's say, a live show to see if they cut better. That's probably what I would imagine would happen with the more expensive speaker. But what happened with the more expensive speaker in a bedroom's format was the characteristics of the amp and changed, but not just in, not in an improved way, just kind of made them usually brighter or fizzier. So again, just, uh, you know, different ways to try stuff, but it's important to try stuff. So, okay. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, uh, Sean Brown wants to know, what was the name of the One Finger Uke song? I did a One Finger Uke song video. I'll put a link in the description when I when I timestamp this. Uh, it's Somewhere Over the Rainbow uh, is the song that it, it's basically is. I'm playing with one finger. So, so, uh, and uh, you know how like people get lyrics wrong? I always thought the song was called Somewhere Under the Rainbow, but it's Somewhere Over the Rainbow, right? I should listen to more Kermit the Frog. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Um, okay. So, uh, Patrick says, thanks for everything you do. Thanks, man. Uh, just getting back into playing again and love the videos and the great community you have built. Thanks buddy. Uh, and we're building, I thank you. I think we have a great community too. I know that every time I bump into you guys, you know, what's funny is, um, um, my, uh, I don't, I didn't ask him if it's okay to say his name, so I won't say his name, but my FedEx guy, uh, I was filming the other day, so I couldn't come out and say hi to him, but my wife and son were like, the FedEx guy left a guitar here, uh, to, for a donation. And I was like, donation. And they're like, yeah, in case we want to fix it up and donate to a kid and stuff, he had this guitar and, um, it's just great, man. I don't know. We'll do something with that, uh, to help some kid out or something. I, I looked at it and I was like, okay, we can figure out what to do with it. It's, it's gotta be on the back burner, but it, you know, it's just cool that he thought of doing that, uh, and, uh, and, you know, uh, helping out the community. And he's like, Hey, I guess maybe Phil, you know, might use it to do something with, I don't know. Like I said, it just seems like we have a good community here. It feels good. It's nice. Uh, like I said, every time I meet one of you guys, I'm, I'm always, I'm always better for it. So, okay. Um, See, should I take a question? Yeah, we'll take a question before we go to an agenda topic. Because obviously, you guys saw the title of the video. We're going to hit that in a minute as well. Um, because something came up with that that makes that kind of relevant. All right. Um, I'm going to hit a... Here it is. Uh, David wanted to know, Hey, Phil, I am aiming to buy a Kiesel DC 600 new. Any advice for ordering my first American guitar? I know your hesitance with... Uh, Sight unseen customs. Yeah, you know, here's the thing, man, David. The the thing is, is this. I would recommend, if you can, to not put anything on the guitar you haven't physically tried. Um, sometimes I think you want to use logic like, oh, uh, well, stainless steel are good, so let's do stainless steel frets because everybody loves them. But if you've never tried stainless steel frets, I don't know if I would recommend just slapping them on the guitar first. So, uh, so with the Kiesel guitar, we keep that in mind. The other thing I would also keep in mind with Kiesel, if you're a first time buyer with them is I don't know if I would, uh, I would spec it out online if you wish, and then call and talk to somebody there because, um, Obviously, the, those guys have seen the pitfalls. And don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, I always find it's funny. People always like to tell you, you know, you get on, you're in order mode. So you're good on the phone and you start ordering. But don't always order 
ask, you know, Hey, I'm thinking about getting the DC 600. Uh, you know, uh, you know, is there anything you suggest, you know, maybe that's a little too early in the conversation, but you get what I'm saying, right? I'm thinking about this. What do you suggest? What do you think of this neck? You know, what do you suggest? Um, if it's a good sales guy, he'll be able to guide you uh, through some of your thoughts. So that's what I would do. And then other than that, there's nothing you can do. You're just going to take a shot in the dark. And and uh, my guess is it will mostly work out, right? There's just no way to get around it. So they're, remember, they're betting on the fact that when you get that first one and it's almost the way you wanted it, you got to get one more next. You know, a lot of custom order guitars end up in a second custom order for sure. So uh, let's see. Uh Marcelo wants to know, are frets on inexpensive guitars less durable? Did uh, did some work on mine, uh, left the rounded and polished about six months ago, and they are ready for, uh, they're already flat in places. Yes, cheap, uh, inexpensive guitars, uh, for the most part, will have cheaper fret material. Uh, the thing about frets is, you know, the thing about materials as a whole is a lot of times... Uh, companies, the big problem with, uh, with material materials like frets and wood and, uh, you know, uh, magnets and all kinds of stuff is companies go for aesthetics first has nothing to do with the guitar industry and all companies. When they go, they go for aesthetics first. Um, so here's the, here's the, here's a perfect example, right? Um, so the first thing you do is they make the frets look right, but they don't make them right. So yes. Um, Yes, uh, cheaper guitars for my and so so you know I've experienced this I've uh, I've experienced many times over when you have really inexpensive guitars let's say hundred dollar Squires are a good example the guitars are hundred bucks they look bright they feel okay but when I have to work on the frets I feel my files like cut right through them like butter like literally just as I hit them it's like you just wow right um, and uh, for lack of a better thing uh, better explanation it's because uh, all frets are a, are a mixture of metals so they can mix how much of of uh, of certain kind of metals in them my favorite frets to talk about are if you go to the the first act guitars those type of guitars that are at the targets and the walmarts and stuff uh, a lot of times those frets are so soft that um you can almost push your thumbnail into them uh that's a slight exaggeration but i'm but I mean slight. So yeah, so uh, cheaper guitars have cheaper frets. Not always, but they definitely can. So it's getting tricky right now. Hey, you just segued us into our topic. It's getting tricky right now because uh, cheaper guitars are fighting harder. You know what I mean? Um, and so I tagged this video with our guitar prices getting out of control. And the reason is, is because as you guys know, I did a video about fake guitars a couple weeks ago. And there's so many passionate comments on that video in every direction. And I want to start with where I where I stand on this before I go on, you know, anything else. Um, it's illegal to make a a copyrighted or trademarked product. That that's that's period. I I understand everybody's logic of it's it's legal to own it. You can own it. You could whatever. So you could sell it to your friend as long as he knows it's a fake. I don't care about any of that stuff. The easy part is this: it is illegal to make a copyrighted product. Okay. So when China makes these, uh, copyrighted, uh, Gibson, when they make chips and Chibanez, all stuff, they're committing a crime. That's easy. Uh, so the reason I say that is because there's no ethics there to argue. That's just the reality of, of, of the law. Okay. Um, it, um, Let's see. Uh, on the road says, how can it be illegal if it's made in another country? Well, that's the, that's the 
the crapper of it, right, is that you have to hope that the other country uh, mutually obeys the same laws, which we know is not always the case with a lot of countries. So, uh, in fact, technically, so you know, for any of you guys curious, it's illegal to import a uh, a fake instrument. You know what I mean? A, uh, so technically, when you order one of those fake guitars, even though you you know it's legally it's fake, and my understanding of the law, and again, as a, somebody who read the law, not as somebody who obviously knows the law in any degree, uh, it's not illegal to buy it. It's illegal though to sh to import it into the U.S. And again, if you guys are in other countries, I don't know about your countries. I only know about the U.S. My point of that is, I'm just telling you that to start this tirade. Um, a lot of people seem to really hit on the fact that uh, that there wouldn't be fake guitars if Gibson and Fender would just not lower their prices. And 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 I, and I understand. I understand everybody's different, and I don't really want to judge everybody. In fact, I really want to relate to everybody a little bit. I want to understand. Even if I 100% disagree with you and everything you say, I want to understand you, right? Um, and uh, here's the... Here's the the thought on this. I, I really do feel like that 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 statement is always weird to me. If somebody says, "Hey, I wouldn't buy a fake Gibson if Gibson wouldn't make their guitars so expensive," um, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. I, I don't really understand that. To me, if you really disagree with the way Gibson does business, you not only should not do business with Gibson, you should stay away from anything that looks like Gibson because you're promoting Gibson. But I, again, I'm not here to argue that. Uh, so, but the question again is the guitar price is out of control. The number one response on my guitar video, uh, that I did. And I want to really kind of reiterate there. We're, we have a video coming with that guitar again, the mayonnaise, uh, fake guitar. If you haven't seen the video, there'll be a link in the description. Uh, when I, when I talk about this, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, uh, a, a client of mine bought a guitar that was a mayonnaise. It was fake. Uh, now here's what you don't know. He asked me to cut the guitar in half and, uh, because obviously the guitar is fake and he's not really happy about that. Um, and so what I decided to do was I said, Hey, can I brand it fake? I did. I went a little over uh, over the board on purpose because I wanted the video to get attention because this is a subject that demands attention. Uh, the reality is I know many people, many, in fact, half my friends have bought some kind of fake product. Hey, when you hang out with nothing but guitar players, you, everybody you know owns a guitar, half the guitar players have some kind of fake product. So sometimes it's intentional. They bought it, it's fake, but most of them it's, they didn't know it was fake until afterwards and it's getting worse. In fact, I'll be doing a video soon. It's going to probably really shock you about how bad fakes have gotten out of control. It has nothing to do with the actual guitar, something else. But the point of the story is, is that, uh, uh, I, I wanted to put the video out and then I was looking at the responses cause I know what I'm doing with the guitar. We're going to give it away that was the intent. Uh, one side branded it fake was to, we're going to give it to somebody who doesn't have a guitar. Some kid out there, uh, wants a guitar. We'll do a video. You'll see all this. Uh, we're going to give a guitar. Uh, but we've also removed the, any way it could ever be, uh, construed as a fake as you know, a minus guitar game. So the point of the story back to the, so I stay on topic is, um, the logic of this, there's the sides really seem to divide up really easy. Okay. In that video half were like, fake guitars for are fraud and they're wrong and the other half are no it's totally okay fake guitars are great because guitar prices are getting out of control that is the logic 
the guitar prices are getting out of control. So I thought, let's talk about that today and, and help me educate me. You guys are going to educate me today, and then hopefully the rest of everybody watches will learn something too. So my question to you is, what is a reasonable price to ask for an electric guitar? So I, since I got 950 guitar players right here watching, some guys start throwing out some numbers. Now, remember, it's always going to be about means, what people can afford, where they live on the planet Earth. But I generally, we understand, right? What's a reasonable price for a guitar company to ask for an electric guitar? I don't care where it's made. I don't care if it's made in Vietnam or the USA. What is the reasonable price to ask? Um Somebody says a thousand bucks. Somebody says four hundred bucks, two thousand dollars, six hundred to a thousand dollars, five hundred dollars, uh, seven hundred and fifty, uh, hundred to a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars. Now, so you know, I kind of already know where this is going to go thirteen hundred to five hundred to a thousand, three hundred to fifteen hundred, four hundred, eight hundred. You get the idea. Twelve hundred, a thousand, five hundred, twenty five hundred. Okay, you guys can stop putting now. Somebody put six thousand, by the way. Uh, so here's the thing, and I kind of, you guys are putting exactly what I thought. So, you know, it's not about guitars uh, being a uh, unrealistic price. It seems to be the community at large doesn't seem to really understand guitars over a certain price. That's the gist of what I've gotten since I've been a YouTuber. Something that I've experienced uh, interacting with the millions. There's 40 million people have seen this channel. 41 million, actually. We're about to roll 41 million views. 40 million, 1 million views. Uh, and uh, I can't even tell you how many hundreds of thousands of emails. Uh, I definitely get a sense that there's not so much that guitars are um, too expensive, but there's a price that we seem to all, for the majority, not everyone, seem to realize that guitars don't really warrant that pricing. And for me, what I've sensed is it's anything over $2,000. So it's not saying guitars are not worth $2,000. What I've noticed is, is that when a guitar hits $2,000, it seems to, even people who can afford a $2,000 guitar seem to be a little apprehensive. It takes a lot more to push it over. Now, what's interesting about that is statistically in our industry, those numbers do line up. Right. There's a reason why all of the guitars that are the majority of guitars are selling are in the price points there are because they market research to know that we like those prices. It doesn't work the way you guys think it does. They're not building guitars and trying to hit a price we buy to. They know what price you buy at and they make the guitars that price. They are no different than any other industry. Apple computers knows what you will pay for a computer. They know what you'll pay for a phone and they budget into where that market is, right? That everyone, every industry is the same. So uh, I, realistically, it's funny to me that the industry has really catered to the consumer, which is all of us and says, hey, here are the guitars and the price you want to pay. And then it seems like anyone who doesn't cater us, uh, we seem to get upset. <laughs> right. Uh, so it's interesting enough. Now, what's funny to me is, uh, and I'm not trying to stay too much on the subject, but it's an interesting subject for sure, which is, um, you know, when I see guitars, I, me personally, I think I've said this before, and I just want to disclose this so you guys understand. I have never paid over $2,500 for a guitar. Now, that's, I don't want to mislead anybody. As a bass player, I have spent more of that more than that on a bass. And I know that sounds silly to disclose it like that, but I want you to understand I've never owned nearly as many basses as I have guitars. In fact, I could easily own one bass. I only own four now. 
So it's not like a big deal, right? Um, I could order one bass. And so guitars though, I've never spent over $2,500 on a guitar. Um, and I've said this before on the, on the, on the live shows, it has nothing to do with other than a comfort zone. In fact, it's really hard when I hit that, when I, as I hit, just like you guys, it seems like when I hit a certain price point, it's like, man, this guitar's really got a wow factor in me. I talked about this when I talked about the Pete Thorne guitar. It's just out of the price range I like to spend. Now, I have a logic for, for mine, and I'll give you my logic why I don't spend over $2,500. Um, it's because as someone who's bought and sold guitars for so long, I know how much harder it gets to sell a guitar after $3,000. So the logic is not that I plan to sell my guitars, but you got to understand, man, I have a family and, uh, you know, I'm a working dude. And what I mean is like, I, I work every day. I don't, I don't, I can't not work. So it, when you have a family and you work and you have a hobby like this and you get to do this and share this with people, that's great. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is like, I'm living the dream right now, but I'm also aware of the fact that I could have to sell stuff one day. I don't plan to and knock on wood. I haven't had to, but, uh, not, well, not since I've been a, uh, you know, a family man, but I have in my, you know, in my twenties, somebody asked me, uh, on a side note, somebody asked me if I could ever not have any guitars, if I could go to one guitar. And I mentioned that when I joined the army, I literally had zero guitars. I sold everything. I, everything I owned, actually, I sold everything I owned and joined the army. Uh, and then when I got out of the army, uh, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, uh, bought me a guitar. The first thing I she did when I got home was she took me to a music store and we bought a, a guitar together. She bought it for me. Uh, I, in fact, the joke in my family has always been, uh, you always marry the woman who buys you a guitar. Um, there could be some logic to that, kids, if you're paying attention. Uh, it, here's the logic. If you marry the woman who buys you a guitar or maybe the man who buys you a guitar for the woman watching. Uh, if you marry the woman who buys you a guitar, she's probably not going to have a problem when you buy guitars later. And uh, case in point, look behind me. I think that logic uh, holds true. <laughs> so anyways, like I said, I, I know people buy guitars for $5,000. I have so many friends that buy guitars that are five grand and they don't even think about it. That's, that's for them. But what I, what I thought was funny was, you know, uh, I wanted to kind of get a bead on you guys where you thought the prices were kind of out of control. And it seems like you guys, for the most part, don't like guitars over $2,000. Interestingly enough, I, uh, I did some research this week and I was looking at guitars I could buy on reverb for under a thousand dollars. And there was just so many, it became tiring <laughs> that there was so many great guitars. You know what guitar I was actually looking at? We'll share it right now. Uh, here, let me do it. Cause it was fun. Uh, uh, you know what a guitar that I thought was cool. I'm going to share with you and I, and I want an orange one. And now that I'm showing you, I'll never be able to get one because you guys will buy one. Uh, I'm going to show you, uh, a guitar that I think is a really cool buy and a good deal and something to check out. And it's the golden red line. Uh, here's a golden red line. Golden red lines originally for the most part come with EMG pickups. Uh, so let's see, here's an original one. A red one. Look at this red one. So golden. So we're talking about guitars. The price is out of control, right? Okay. So he, these are used, obviously, right? Here's one in fair condition, three hundred dollars. But you can give them an offer, right? And uh, and this is a, got two EMGs, uh, rosewood fretboard, and it's uh, made in New Hampshire, but from Canadian parts. Godin is uh, Godan is uh, is a Canadian company, and this guitar is assembled in New Hampshire. I believe it says on the back of the headstock, assembled in New Hampshire from Canadian parts. Uh, very Jackson feel. In fact, this is a hardtail. 
Uh, let's look at another one. Here's one with a Floyd Rose. What is this one going for? $475. Plus, and again, make offer, right? EMGs. But you can see people have decked them out. There was one that I liked. Look at this one, $379. This person looks like they put carbon pickups in it. Um, but uh, uh, really cool, right? 24 frets. You know, again, these are all sub um, 500 bucks. Now keep in mind these are notoriously known for having horrible resale values. There was one look 450. This one has a kill switch and a sustainiac installed into it. Um, and the one I like is orange. So they don't, I didn't see any here on reverb, uh, or, uh, on, uh, on, uh, eBay. Uh, so, so again, what's funny about that is that's one side of the coin is that I can find guitars all day on reverb dirt cheap. And I love Godin, as you know. But something that sparked this discussion was my Godin behind me, my A6. Here's what's funny. I bought that guitar earlier this year. And a lot of you had, because it's been in the videos lately, have said, hey, review it, review it, review it. And I was starting the review this week. And I decided I wanted to make sure I knew the specifications. I didn't want to say anything that was incorrect. And I went on Sweetwater's website where I bought it. And now the guitar is almost $400 more than what I paid for it. That's how much the price has gone up. And then I noticed all the golden guitars have really gone up. You know, another good gu guitar I'm thinking about, uh, and actually I'm not going to tell you because <laughs> I'm really thinking about getting that one and I don't want to share what it is yet. Um, so again, I, the reason I, reason I'm talking about this subject is this seems like the fake guitar video really st steamed up a, you know, uh, you know, guitar companies are greedy and evil and there's no good guitars. And so that's why people who are buying fake guitars are buying the fake guitars. When I mean fake, I mean copies, right? But um, again, uh, I found no absence of, of, I mean, I'm not even talking about just import guitars made from China and, and Vietnam and Indonesian stuff. I'm talking about, I could find guitars that were made in Japan for $200, $300 on reverb. I found guitars that obviously, uh, as you guys know, I did the, uh, the, the Kramer that I found for 300 bucks. That's uh, a Japanese, uh, guitar, uh, that's, that's going to Brian. Um, there's, there's, um, uh, yeah, somebody says Godin writes their name on the body, deal breaker. You know what, though, Evan? Let me give you a counterpoint and argument. That's also probably what makes their resale value suck. See, I actually like it that some companies, I remember I have no ill will to the Godin people. They seem like good, you know, good company of guitars. Obviously, I buy their guitars. But let me tell you, one thing I, I, I you got to appreciate about companies like Godin and PV, like the old PVs and, and, and companies that have horrible resale value like them is that, uh, whatever they do that's wrong, whatever weird shape they added, whatever they did, that's making the majority of us not want their product makes them that deal. I don't know if I would recommend a golden red line if it was a thousand bucks. No, no, I know I wouldn't. <laughs> right. I would tell none of you to buy a golden red line guitar for a thousand bucks, but I will tell you this as someone who's played the golden red line many times, that guitar I just showed you earlier, I would recommend that guitar for three to $400 over, let's say an Indonesian made Jackson guitar new that's four or 500 bucks. Um, because, uh, that guitar is already taken its hit. It's worth three, 400 bucks. It's probably going to continue to be worth three, 400 bucks. It's built. Well, it's got really good wood. Uh, one of the things that Godin has is the Godin is a Canadian company and they have access to really good woods like maple and, uh, and, um, they buy a lot of, uh, uh, cedar there. They buy a lot of, um, uh, 
I think almond wood that, you know what I mean? They get a lot of good, yeah, but mostly that's just, they get really nice rock hard maple necks. Cause that's where this stuff comes from. So uh, it just thought it was an interesting subject because like I said, so many people keep talking about the fact that, you know, guitar prices are out of control and that's why, you know, you need all these fakes. And I'm just like, I don't think we need any fakes. I think the fakes can go away. I think all these chipsins and all this stuff, all this stuff should go away. There's no reason to be flooding the market with tons of cheap, cheap product that's just going to end up on Craigslist. These are suckering poor, poor people who, who literally uh, don't know that they're getting a fake guitar or filling up our landfills uh, because it's junk guitars. And I know a lot of you guys are like, oh, these chipsins are great. They're as good as Gibsons. Uh, I guess. I don't know. You know what I mean? Think about this. Here's the part that makes me kind of chuckle sometimes. A lot of times when you guys are buying the fakes, and again, I'm not I'm not saying anything. I'm just kind of explaining my point of view. A lot of times you guys buy the fakes. The thing I have a problem with Gibson, because I like Gibsons and I own them, it's a design issue. So if it's when they fake the design issue, they have the same problem the, the original has. You know what I mean? A lot of people focus on fit and finish, but fit and finish, other than aesthetics, can be fixed when I get my hands on it and do, do some. So... Yeah. And so, uh, uh, and again, I don't want to start a heated thing because obviously the fakes video I did really was a hot button, man. That was a hot video for, for temperament. Everybody really, like I said, broke off into two camps. And I, I don't want to tell anybody who's, who's buying the fakes that they're, they're wrong. I just tell you that I, I don't want to do it but more importantly i wanted to make sure that they knew there was an opposing side just like i listened to their side i want them to hear my side you can buy really good guitars and if you need to you know if you want i'll point them out every week which ones i can find on reverb but i can tell you right now if you give me three four hundred bucks which is what those guitars were going on when i went on aliexpress they were all three four hundred bucks some were two but most of them were sitting at three and four by the time you're done and that's not even after the point you're going to start shoving parts into them like crazy i could find good guitars all day long hundreds of good guitars on reverb just reverb three four hundred bucks that have a good resale value that don't have the likelihood of duping somebody later down the road. And I think the biggest problem is I think even the people who honestly um, buy a fake Gibson and they go, you know, I know it's fake. I bought it from overseas. I would never con anybody. The problem is, is that if you sell it to somebody else, uh, you don't know what their integrity is. And I'm not saying you're responsible by any means. I'm not even trying to draw that conclusion. What I'm saying is, is that, you know, you are the reason the guitar is here now, though. So you got to you know think about that. All right, that was a that was a fun subject. So the ba basically, is I think we learned a lot today. I think we learned, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'll see later what we learned when I look at the comments. <laughs> so we'll jump subjects now, and maybe we'll come back a little bit later for this too. Uh, what else do we got going on? Um, hey Phil, hey Tin Man wants to know, Phil, what's my favorite mini electric guitar? It's the Jackson man. It's a Jackson minion. It's my favorite. Uh, it's uh, by far. Uh, I own one. I, I I bought a couple for my friends. I I like them a lot. I think they're good guitars. So, um, what else? Uh, Brad wants to know on your IG post of uh, Slick Guitar Instagram, uh, Slick Guitar. What did you think? Ah, Brad, I can't tell you, buddy. I can't tell you. The video is coming. Uh, I have two Slick Guitars, and there will be two reviews. So, uh, I put them in separate reviews. So. Um, soon though, those are soon, soon. Cause they're uh, like I said, those, both those reviews are before Christmas. I can tell you that. That's what I can now I know for sure. Um, what else do we got? By the way, thank you for everybody. Who's, a lot of you guys, just is super chats for no reason. Like Michael and, uh, JP. Uh, I appreciate that little tip jar there for you. Uh, Steven. 
Thank you. Again, you guys are awesome. Uh, Bubba says, hey, Phil, is that a line six? Uh, the Variax behind, is it? I can't, yes. The uh, line six Variax on the wall? If so, how do you like it? Uh, did you think it was worth the money? Okay, uh, two things. Uh, one, I like it. Two, I don't know. I didn't buy it. So uh, I've talked about this. The whole point when we talk about the icons, uh, my icons on my videos, the whole point of the icons is to let you guys know. Uh, I call it the rapture so you know. Okay, you know, right? Uh, when I get gear sent to me by companies, I really feel like I can honestly tell you if it's good or bad. I don't feel, I've never had a company that I've uh, that I've worked with. I've had companies I've said no to, but I've never had a company to work with that has allowed me to um, tailor my, my, my opinions or do anything like that. Everything I give you is what I honestly think, whether it's good or bad. And um, I don't even do that thing anymore. I did when I started my channel years and years ago. If I didn't like it, I didn't review it. Now I review it. You know, if a company sends it to me, and I'll just, you know, I put it out there. If it's, if I don't understand it, which is sometimes when you don't like it, it's because you don't understand it. It's like, I don't get this. Why do they make this? I don't do that review because it's not about me not liking it. I don't really even connect with it. So I don't know how to explain it to you guys. But um, I don't, I, I always tell you guys what I honestly think. But what I tell you, which is what the icons mean when it says product provided or, you know, if I independent review. Uh, to me, independent review and product provided, which is important to me, is I didn't buy it. Whether a company gave it to me and I get to keep it, whether a company let me loan it, uh, loaned it to me and I got to borrow it from a company or a friend loaned it to me. If a friend loans it to me, I have a lot of the products that say uh, product provided. So, you know, that's just literally a friend just let me borrow it for the weekend. So I put product provided. And the reason product provided is there is that tab is there to let you know I didn't buy it. And I call it the rapture. And what I mean by that is I didn't feel the pain of the purchase, right? And that's why I tell people that it's hard for all, anybody who does this review thing, all the YouTubers, I don't care what they say, all of us, all, the, all of us, I should say all of us, all of us YouTubers, if you didn't buy it, that's the one thing you really can't talk about is the value. I can anticipate, I could say, oh yeah, well, for the money and the market and its bearing and its statistics. In fact, I can tell you a lot of times, a little tell for you, a lot of times when uh, in my videos, you guys put in the comments, hey, you didn't tell us how much it was. You didn't tell us how much it was. Well, it's because especially if I didn't buy it, I don't even talk about the price. And the reason is, is because I don't really feel like it's something I can speak to, right? Um, and I sometimes, let me give you an example. Let's say I'll pick on something. Uh, I'll just pick on my phone. Let's say a company sent me this phone. Okay, here's my phone. A company sends me a phone and they ask me to review it and check it out. And they say, hey, by the way, keep it. Very common, as you guys know, on YouTube, right? Everybody seems to keep their a lot of the product. Um, not always, but a lot of times. Um, and the, let's say the product was $500. Well, I get to keep it now, so I'm not going to buy it, <laughs> right? I got to keep it. Um, if somebody asked me like, hey, you think it's worth $500? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't buy it. So, and what if I said no? What if I, in fact, not that it's not worth $500. What if I said, if you asked me, hey, Phil, would you buy one? And what if I say no? That sounds bad, right? It sounds like I won't buy it. So it means it's not good. But the truth is, what if I was never in the market for it? Which is what I, I something I suffer from personally. So, you know, a company reaches out to me with a product. Um, in fact, I know what product I'll even mention. I'll, I, I just, because I feel honest, that, uh, honestly, this is a good uh, analogy. Uh, Fender sent me the Mustang GT, the new one. 
When they asked me to review it, the first thing they said in their email was, we'll send it to you and you can keep it. They want me to keep it because if I use it in other videos, obviously it's good for them. But most importantly, it costs a lot to ship that stuff back and forth, track it. Then they got to worry what I did to it. And now it can't be sold as new. So here's the thing with that. They'll say, keep it. Um, I wouldn't have reviewed it if it was for me. You know what I mean? If I was like, oh, I would love to check that out. I didn't review it for me for that. I reviewed it because I knew a lot of players out there have that amp, are looking at that amp. It's a gear channel. And if I only stick to what I like, <laughs> it's going to be a very narrow window of stuff that we're checking out. So I said, okay, go ahead and send it to me. And uh, so the, the funny thing is, is if you were to ask me right now, if I like the Mustang GT, I did. I stick with that. I swear I, I liked it. Would I buy it? No. And it's not a, a not bad. It's just because I wasn't in the market for it before they asked me about it. So uh, I went on a long tangent on this too, but it's just because I, I like to talk about this. So that's why I use the icons, and that's why I think it's important uh, to 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 talk about that kind of stuff. So back to the Varax guitar. I like it. I didn't buy it, so I don't know. Fifteen hundred dollars. It's made in Korea. So again, this is the only thing I can tell you. It's made in Korea, and a Korean guitar without that technology is uh, there are Korean guitars by brands like Schecter. Uh, brands like LTD, brands like uh, 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 Chapman, they're commanding $1,000 all day long. So getting $1,000 for a Korean guitar seems to be a, ver of, of a verifiable thing in the market. The technology that's in the guitar then would be valued somewhere between the $1,000 and the $500. Uh, so it's, you know, $1,500, right? Um, that's the problem, you know what I mean? But so far as a, not a, talking about the price because I didn't buy it, I like it. I like it a lot. It's really cool. So I'm doing the video. I'm just the just so you guys know. I hate disclosing some of this stuff because I don't want to ruin videos I'm working on. I was almost thinking about doing a sharp on my axe with it. So you know, that's what started all this. <laughs> Is that I've been in a debate on whether or not it just should be a straight review or I should do a sharp on my axe. I've been thinking about doing something to it. Uh, I just don't know because I'm actually intimidated. Uh, this is the first guitar in my, in fact, I think somebody asked me if I've ever been intimidated by a, pro, a person's a repair. This is the guitar. I was going through the guts in this thing and the way it's put in there. And I'm looking at how I have to disassemble it and put it back. <laughs> it's just freaking me out. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, and so to, to do the sharpening to the guitar that I want to do, I have to disassemble it. So I I'm doing what's a calculated assessment right now. I'm trying to figure out if, if I, obviously, if I take it apart, I got to be able to put it together. So looking at that. All right. What else we got? There's 1120 of us. This is the most we've had. This is a record. This is the most we've ever had on a live show. You guys are freaking awesome. So, uh, and you're putting the pressure on me now. Uh, okay. Good time to talk about this rev. Last week I asked you the question. I, my wife, uh, went to buy me the Rev G3 pedal on Reverb. There was, uh, it was the pedal, I believe was like 200 or 250 bucks, whatever it normally goes for. It said, make an offer. My wife offered 10% off. In other words, 90% of the value of it. And they responded to her with, we're not accepting offers. She called them idiots. I said that in the video, cause this is my wife. My wife's very direct. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, 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 Rev reached out to me and said they saw the comment and they explained to me that the reason they don't they didn't do the discount or the offer the reason they didn't take offer is they don't take an offer 
unless somebody gives them a good reason, but they also said that they don't always do it because you gave them a good reason, but you would have to at least give them a good reason. I asked you guys last week, and I said I would uh, follow up this week with your answers. Uh, what would be a good reason to give Rev uh, to to discount their pedals or amps? And the 100% oh, of you, there was no exceptions. Consensus was you wouldn't buy for them just based on that statement alone. You seem to be really irritated with them. Uh, in fact, a lot of you thought it was really disrespectful of them to waste people's time by putting an offer button and letting them offer things and then just with the intent of not doing it. Um, so if Rev watches this video, I'm sorry. That's the feedback you got from this audience. They they don't think you should put an offer button if you're not even really considering offers. And also a lot of them also pointed out that uh, actually if there was, a and there was reasons given, so you know, but there was only one reason given over and over again, which is uh, because if you don't take offers, you uh, go out of business. Um, you know, stuff like that. So I thought I would just share with you guys. That was the general consensus. Um, so there you go. Uh, and I, like I said, just to reiterate my wife, I asked my wife, uh, and I told you this last week, why she decided to give them an offer. What was the reasoning? If you could give her a reason. And she said her reason was there was an offer button. So apparently you guys think a lot uh, like my wife, <laughs> that if they uh, put an offer button, they should uh, take offers and think about it, especially if they're reasonable. But there you go. Uh, so there you go. So sadly enough, there was something on the line for me internally, by the way, if you guys came up with a good reason for the rev, uh, to give a, 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 a discount, uh, I was going to buy the pedal, <laughs> but, uh, the, you guys gave me the same answer. My wife, which my wife also said, as I told you, after she got that answer from them, she didn't want to buy from them. So, and I've been a married man for 20 years and I don't, I'm not fighting my wife over a pedal. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm not, I'm not going to upset my wife uh, for a cool distortion tone. <laughs> uh, so uh, here, there you go. That was fun. Yeah, uh, 1160 is the record highest uh, live hangout ever. Uh, you guys are freaking great. Or this is the most boring day ever in history, and you guys had nothing to do but come hang out here. Either way, I'm happy to have you, just so you know. Super happy. Uh, the, uh, Lincoln Johnson wants to know, Phil, did you get rid of your supersonic? No, Lincoln. I actually doubled down on my supersonic craziness. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you a story uh, uh, about my supersonic because you asked that question. Ready? So I bought a supersonic combo. It's a blonde 112 combo, 20 supersonic 22 combo. You guys have seen it in many videos. I've had it. I love it. I loved it so much that I decided the only thing better than the supersonic 22 combo for me would be the supersonic 22 head. So I purchased the supersonic 22 head. You guys have seen that in the video. Somewhere in a video out there, I did. I probably reviewed the supersonic. You can see the head and the combo in the same frame. I had the head and the combo. So I buy the head. And then I bought the 212 matching cabinet. And then I sold the combo. Now, this is why I'm telling you the story, because it's a story, a cautionary tale. So I sold the combo on Reverb to a buyer. And when, uh, and it was the actual one I reviewed in that video. Okay, so it's a Supersonic 22 combo. Now I replaced it with the head and cabinet. Totally happy. It's what I wanted. Sold the combo. I think, I don't know, a week after I sold it on reverb, the buyer contacted me and said that it's making a hissing sound on the reverb. 
And uh, they said, you know, did you know about that? And I said, yeah, I didn't hear that in the video and I didn't hear it. And what it is, is they're turning the reverb up, kind of like how you would turn up like the 10. They said, when you turn the reverb up. So I did some online research and I found out, I guess it's something that all the supersonics do, something I never did because I never turned my reverb, let's say past, you know, let's say, you know, 30%, right? Um, I, I checked my head, my head does it too. It seems to be, like I said, a very common thing. So he decides he doesn't want it. And I said, okay, so he sends it back. He sends it back and it was at a time where I was really busy and this is when I had the shop. So I was dual working. All right. And this is, um, I, so you guys know when I had the shop for three months before, uh, I closed the shop, I wasn't there. I didn't, uh, write that the, the, uh, Sean and Ralph had asked me not to come in anymore. Uh, they wanted me to stay focused on other things. So what happened was it came back. I saw it in the box. I was busy. I was doing some repairs. I did the repairs and I didn't, without even looking at it, I've never done this before. It's the dumbest thing I've ever done. I just went on my phone and hit refund and refunded him his money. A couple of days later, I think one of three days later, <coughs> sorry, I don't want to cough. Three days later, I opened the box. There was no packaging in the box. He put the amp back in the box, no packaging and the amp is like the all the caps are off the tubes. There's shattered glass from the tubes. Uh, there's a big crease in the cut in the, in the front of the amp. You know I mean, it's just, I'm like, oh. So I contact Reverb and I tell Reverb what happened. And they're like, well, you know, I mean, you already refunded them. I'm like, right. So Reverb says, well, we can put it as shipping damage. And I said, well, you can't put it as shipping damage because he didn't box it right. And they go, well, that's for, don't worry about it. We handle this. And I said, okay, but you understand he, he didn't pack it. So it's not the shipping company's fault. They send UPS out. And again, I'm not there. So UPS driver comes, he looks at the box and tells my wife, he's got to take it with him. And she says, well, are you going to, are you doing a claim? What are you guys doing? And he goes, I got to take it with us. So they took it with them and sent her an email the next day saying, we looked at it. He didn't pack it. And therefore, uh, we're not paying it out, which is fine. I agree because I don't think UPS should have paid the claim out. In fact, I was kind of don't understand why Reverb was even trying to run the claim. But what happened that was horrible was without saying anything to anyone, UPS, because it wasn't me that shipped it to the guy, right? He returned shipped it to me. They shipped it back to him. So now he's got his money and the amp. And now I'm at the mercy of him to get the amp back. So we contact him and I said, luckily he was a cool guy in that regards. I said, Hey, you know, they shipped the amp back to you. Cause he, he's like, yeah, this amp just showed back in my house. He was only one state over. So it all happens like in a day. And he's like, well, what do you want me to do? And I go, I guess I'll give you money to ship it back to me. So we called reverb and reverb said, don't worry. We will, <laughs> we will ship it back to you. They'll pay reverb will pay out of pocket, ship it back to me. Great. Guess what reverb did. They shipped it from him in California to Chicago. Now keep in mind, it still doesn't have packaging in it, <laughs> right? So it goes to Chicago, yeah. And then Reaver, once they got it, they shipped it back to me, still unpackaged. The funny part of the story, if there could be such a funny part, was uh, luckily for me, I have a great friend who's an amp repair guy and just a, a cool guy. I tell him what happens and he says, bring it to me. I bring it to him and he fixed it. He fixed everything. He went through and just did everything. Um, I, he just charged me the parts. Uh, it's always nice to have good friends. So now I have the combo. I'm not selling the combo. I still have it. I never plan to sell the combo. I have the combo and a buddy of mine who started a country band asked me if I wanted to sell my, uh, supersonic 22 head and cabinet. 
And so the answer was, I'm like, yeah, because I'm never going to use the, I, I have two, you know what I mean? It seemed dumb to have two amps. Uh, so anyway, so I sold the head and cabinet. So that's why I sold the head and cabinet. It was, um, uh, <laughs> that's the craziness. Uh, but I've decided that I want another head. So I think I'm going to order a head. So uh, or a supersonic head. I haven't 100% decided, but I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to get a black one. Um, yeah, see, somebody says uh, it's relict, which means it's worth more. Yeah, and so, you know, those are kind of the stories. Sometimes when you see product, you know, amps and stuff or guitars behind me, that's what's happening. You know what I mean? Stuff like that happens. Um, but that's why. So, no, I don't ever plan to sell that amp, and I like it. So, uh, a lot. So, uh, and one cool thing is when it was uh, fixed up, uh, he did some cool stuff. Like he put a nice leather handle on it. So the rubber one put a cool feet on it. You know, we didn't change anything in it. It's all stock, uh, except for I have a vintage 30 in it. So, uh, okay. I don't understand the question. Queen team 74 says, Hey, Phil, do you, you still got the pink metallic strat? I don't think I ever had a pink metallic strat. Oh, oh, the burgundy mist, the burgundy mist strat. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It was like a purplish pink, uh, burgundy mist strat. Yeah. It's in a case in the other room. Um, I bought that one from will cut guitars when I came back from the PRS event and ordered it online and, uh, I didn't like it. Um, I tried to bond with it and I should have returned it immediately. It's one of those things, but they had a couple on their website and this was the lightest one. So the weight was perfect. I got it like the weight, but it just didn't like the guitar and the ex it expired the return policy. And I just have never bonded with the guitar. It's just, I love the way it looks, but man, I don't play it. It just sits. I've tried everything. I've tried everything with that guitar. There's just sometimes the guitar, just it's no mojo. Right. So, uh, isn't that crazy? You know, have you guys experienced that? There's just sometimes no mojo in a guitar. All right. Uh, let's scoop a question real quick. Let me go to these. I don't want to miss any of the ones I've penned. Uh, Lefty Mike says, got a guitar that when I tune the G string and check the intonation, it's good. But when I check the pitch off the notes up the neck, they're off. Um. Okay, so what you're saying is is that you tune up the G string, it's it's in tune, open. You're you're hitting it for like in, you're checking the intonation like on the 12th fret. So what you're basically saying, and it's good. But then when you do the yeah, it means your intonation's uh, it's still out. Probably it could be you know it's tough. These are the questions. You know what I'll do? Let me go ahead and put you down, Lefty Mike. This is something I was talking about the other day with some of the the viewers about some of these questions on the show what the only way we can do this is turn them into other videos like tech tip videos so that's something I'll, i wrote it down a lefty mic it's something i will look into because i don't know if i can verbally explain anything here and i don't know what i don't even think of this i don't even know what kind of guitar so i don't even there's a you know right and and viewers will be taking shots at it too where i'll just be taking shots at the idea so something uh that'd be cool lefty mike if you could do me a favor and send me a message to pmic night seven too and let me know you, more details of the guitar and stuff and maybe we can figure it out uh sean wants to know about the helix uh review like i said buddy it's coming but that's the hardest thing i've probably ever reviewed because i'm so inept when it comes to modeling units i've never even owned one before you know what i mean so the helix has been my um you know like i have to it's like a I, I feel like I was, I'm more qualified to review the new iPhone. 
than the helix. So, but I'm, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm just trying to learn it, uh, and relate it to something I can relate to you guys. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Alice, Alizar says there's always buyer's remorse, even if you love it. I, um, I always suffer from buyer's remorse, like always everything I buy. I don't know what that is. Uh, every time I don't care what I buy that night. I'm never happy. It's like, it's like, I don't know. Uh, and BK just did a super chat, like a tip to say, thanks. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Let's find a non super chat question since, uh, okay. Uh, hold on. You guys are talking back and forth, which I love that you guys do, but I'm trying to find somebody. Yeah, see, Mike, this is the what I was saying. Mike was talking about uh, the G-string doesn't tune that well with humbuckers. Maybe I'm wrong. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of things that can be knocking it out. Um, that's why, like I said, it's it's a tough to, to answer that question with just a piece of information. Uh, I, I feel like I can throw a guess that that's a 60% chance or 50-50 chance of getting right. But by that logic, you can throw any guess to get um, um <laughs> thanks brad i appreciate that he says geez every time i join the live chat you're thinner i wish i'm not yet but hey here's it it's a segue to the kyg update man right uh before we go kyg update if you guys know i'm trying to uh uh 4240 lose 40 pounds get 200,000 subscribers and do 40 million views let's talk about the success first man not only did we hit 40 million views, we'll be at 41 million before the year's over. So we hit that goal, smashed in the ground, added a million and change on that, 41 million. Not to mention another like 16 million download podcast or something like that. It's crazy. This year, my number's crazy. You guys have just, uh, this year, just this year combined, if you take in the podcasts and the live shows and all the ways that you have to connect to people, uh, it was uh, something like almost 30 million looks or whatever watches or views or whatever that does i wish that translated to some kind of crazy money but uh it, it definitely uh it definitely is is fun <laughs> right i don't know yeah <laughs> so cool um uh let's see on the subscribers two hundred thousand subscribers we're at 189,000 subscribers uh and it looks like we'll be in, into safely into 190,000 subscribers for the year end we're not it, hitting the 200,000 subscribers is crazy uh i i don't know what that is <laughs> so i don't know why we don't hit that number uh but uh you know it's it's okay man i i, I don't really uh, uh i'm happy let's just have with that i'm happy you can't be unhappy with those numbers and then weight loss goals and i still got 9 pounds to go actually technically 8 We'll do it. I'm actually, I'm actually on track. This is going to be tough. So you know what it is. People send you food. This is the time of year when all of a sudden everybody sends you food. <laughs> Our gift cards. I got a bunch of gift cards. By the way, thank you to my friend Matt for giving me a gift card. Um, but uh, that's okay. You know what I mean? It's good. We're getting there, right? It's good. Um, all right. So I just want to give you an update on that stuff. Thank you guys so much for that. And. Uh, Let's see. Patrick says he loves the podcast when he's driving. That's good to know, man. Somebody told me they watch this thing when they're driving. Don't watch anything while you're driving. So, yeah, somebody says water, water weight. Yes. Uh, 
you know what? Lawrence just asked, not Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Stoll just asked me, he's got a Premier Strat clone. Uh, are they any good? I, I don't know, buddy. Let's look. I I don't know. One thing I learned is you could, there's so many brand names out there. Per, uh, Strat guitar. Oh, wow. Okay, let me show you guys. Uh, very inexpensive. The one I found. Right? Here's one. 75 bucks. Whoops. Let that flip there. 75 bucks. Uh, are they any good? Man, it's 75 bucks. <laughs> Hold on. I got a, I got a joke I want to share. Hold on. Uh, yeah, that's the only one that I see coming up on on is reverb so 75 bucks uh well 50 bucks shipping but you get the idea and that looks like it's an excellent condition uh it looks like a very inexpensive sx slash remember when behringer made guitars behringer squire uh isn't it good it's good enough how about that it's good enough if you're playing guitar it it you play guitar on it um you know, I, I'll tell you this thing just because it's a comment that somebody asked me once, and I'll never forget this. I once, uh, you know, somebody came in and they wanted to buy a guitar for Christmas, and I'll never forget this. And the guitar they were looking at was a $99 acoustic. And they were like, hey, I'm looking for a very inexpensive guitar to buy for Christmas. I said, okay, here's some acoustic guitars. They're $99. Here you go. And they go, is it any good? And I said, well, I think if they could make, this is what I told them, it's probably the worst sales answer you can ever get. They said, is the guitar any good? And I looked at the guitar and I looked at them and I said, I think if they could make the guitar any cheaper, they would, but they can't. So it's $99. And they, luckily they laughed <laughs> for a second. And I said, yeah, it's, it's okay. But I mean, obviously it's like, it's made to be the least expensive thing they can make. It's not about whether or not it's good. It's just good enough. You know what I mean? So there you go. Is it got any hindrances? So to answer your question, uh, Lawrence, I don't know. I've never tried it. I'd like, I'd really like you to tell me though. Uh, you know, are they any good? Uh, I haven't tried one, but my experience with all the inexpensive Strat guitars, I will tell you this, when you buy an expensive guitar, Strat, Strat style guitars seem to be the ones that I gravitate towards because they're easy to mod fix. And, um, they're obviously they were made think about this the fender stratocaster the thing that they're all copying that's so revered its whole purpose in life was to be a mcdonald's cheeseburger it was made to be cheap and fast and easy to make so so there you go that's why it's a great guitar to copy uh for inexpensiveness and that's why it's great when it's inexpensive because it was the like i said the irony is always that we pay good money for these fenders now and when their whole purpose in life was to be cheap so um mike great answer mike mike the mike said the setup makes all the difference absolutely yes absolutely i 100 percent agree obviously yes so uh yeah <laughs> somebody says it depends on what color it is yeah if that you know just so you know uh because i don't want to um uh uh yeah just so you, <laughs> you know i heard lawrence that the white premier strat sounds better than the than the others that's a joke if you guys don't know what that was from last week uh billy corgan from smashing pumpkin pumpkin pumpkins pumpkins <laughs> that's it i should have shot the whiskey <laughs> so anyways uh he was saying that the white guitars sound different um you know what did i miss am i missing questions i have one's penned but i hold on a second hold on uh 
Delees, sure. Delees says, please use the Line 6 power cab with the Helix. Amp guys love it. They didn't send me a power cab. I'm not going to, I can't do it. I'm, I, uh, yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't have anything like that. Uh, uh, Joan Veta says, hey, Phil, Joan Veta. Hey, Joan. Uh, I hope I'm saying it right. Still have Ibanez Blazer BL. Still have Ibanez Blazer BL 550. Uh, you mean do I still have an Ibanez Blazer 550? I don't think I ha ever had a Blazer 550. I have an RG 550 right there. Um, so there you go. Uh, Hanner Gunson, what's up, Hanner? He says, "Long time. How are you? Too busy uh, here." Yeah, I know you are, buddy. We'll do a we're doing a hangout again, so you can join. Um, and then uh, Reggie Wooten, haven't seen you in a while, Reggie. Says, hey, Phil, glad uh, to be back on what's cooking today. I'm looking at a used EC Strat for $7.99. Uh, is that a good deal? Yeah, is that an Eric Clapton Strat for $7.99? That seems like a good deal, right? In today's climate and market, what are they getting? $1,600 for a new Eric Clapton Strat now? I hope that's EC, right? Eric Clapton. I think $800. What do you guys think? I think $800 is good for an Eric Clapton Strat, USA made. I mean, they're getting $800 for used standard American strats. Uh, at least that's what they're asking. I don't know if they're selling, but that's every time I look online, that's what they're asking. Oh, see, Dealey's saying the power cap sounds like an amp in the room with the Helix. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um... All right, let's pin a couple more questions. Wait, let me make sure I got my topics taken care of. Okay, we did the uh, pieces, prices out of control. We talked about that. We talked about the uh, 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 the uh, the contest for the pedal board that's behind me. If you guys uh, are, were uh, late to the game on that, if you send a picture of your new, you and your Know Your Gear merch uh, or just make any kind of picture that says Know Your Gear, I don't care what it is. If you do on a computer, you can look on my Instagram and on our website for all kinds of examples. The contest is supposed to end on the 15th. I've decided to push it until Monday. Uh, that Mostly for me, I need some time, man. I got to figure this all out because uh, I still got to put this together. There'll be a video. It's this amazing pedal board when I'm done building it. It's great. I've actually built it and put it back together three different times. I just want it to be right. Um, it's like a $1,500 worth of pedals and pedal board, man. And, uh, send me something and the best picture gets it. And then every picture entered, uh, gets or every picture sent to us gets entered in the drawing for something else, which I think I was going to say a smaller pedal board, but it'll be something cool. I promise. Um, and, uh, we did, uh, what else? Um, we talked about the, uh, the, yeah, we talked about all my topics again. We knocked it out today. Okay. And we're over the one hour mark record high show. 1160 people that's the highest uh we've ever done we've never broke uh i don't i think so i think maybe once we hit 1200 but i'll have to go back and look otherwise this is the record if not it's the second highest um and yeah <laughs> on the road says that pedal board has no colors okay so you know it's also because my lighting i have light above me behind me uh so it looks all washed out there's a purple pedal on there but yeah right now it's a silver pedal silver pedal a black pedal yeah, it's all black and silver. <laughs> yeah. Well, but so you know, man. So you know, when you turn that thing on, that it, it looks like a light show. There's so many lights. Um, it's so many lights on that thing that when I left the office last night, 
I was coming up the stairs later and I thought I left this bedroom light on and it was literally the, it's sitting on the floor with all the lights up because there's so many lights between the power station because the screen, the looper pedal has a, I mean, just, it was crazy. It was, it was like, I, I can see if you have this on stage, it's going to look like you have a little light show in front of you. Right. Uh, so, um, Charlie's got a question. I'm just going to reference it, Charlie. Charlie says, Phil, how does the overdrive work on the Supersonic 22? I'll put a link uh, to the review I did <laughs> that'll talk about that. And um, what else? And before we go, is there anything we want to talk about? Highlight anything? Yes. Uh, Zach wants to know, can I go over the signal flow of the pedal when it's done? Pedal board? Yes. The pedal board, like everything that we do on this channel when we do giveaways, I try to always incorporate, uh, like the Sharp My X kind of idea, a video for you guys. Everybody who doesn't win at least gets to see a video, uh, not just the person who wins the thing, just a video of instruction or why the reasoning was done. I, I like win-win things. I like it when it's like, you know, you get so the whole point of this video is going to be to illustrate the pedal board and why the choices were made and uh, what I like and don't like about it. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Like I said, it's a rock board pedal board with a rock board power supply and rock board cables. Rock board was nice enough to send me that stuff. Uh, I got some fender pedals on it right now. I got the fender fuzz, the pelt and the boost, which I really like. I got the, um, Taurus pedals, uh, Mark V distortion pedal. I have a delay and reverb I'm putting on there. Uh, and um, like I said, it's five, it'll have five pedals because that's what the switcher controls. So it'll be cool. All right. That was great. Um, thank you guys so much. As always, you guys were fantastic. And so last thing we got to do every show, but this time, this time, I got to share one cool thing uh, besides just the shout out. Hold on a second. Because you guys know, I always say thank you to the people who support this. Besides all of you guys, thank you for the super chats. Thank you guys for hanging out and watching and uh, giving me great questions and, uh, you know, just being here with me. It's nice. I look forward every week hanging out. It's cool. And, but I also want to say thank you to the uh, patron crew that support the live show. So not only all the patrons that support uh, the channel, which is always great. Uh, you guys, these specific ones support this live show, which are Bradulus, Jeff House, Zachary Rowe, Michael Newman, Bruce and the One Blood Wee Band, Hannah Gunson, John Jex, Michael Shy, Justin Mabe, David Madison, Andrew Good, Anthony Desposito, Billy Robertson, Bob Crosley, Bob Pickwode, Brian Stewart, Carlos, Carlos Portillo, sorry, Carlos, Chuck Keen, Chris from New Mexico, Chris Glaze, Craig Parker, Dennis Prescott. Daniel Psychic, Dylan87, Greg Peterson, Jason Spacek, James Biles, Joe Watson, Jonathan Pickering, Joseph McCarthy, Kermit Jackson, Larry, Larry Colkin, Lawrence Petros, Lee Hawkins, Lonnie Hoke, Michael Lidner, Paul Ostrike, Louis and Alvaro, Ricky Robinson, Robert Hodges, Scott Tompkins, Space Jazz, Tim, just Tim as we all know him, Tim Camacho, Tim Farnsworth, Todd Flowers, and Zesty Basil Pizza, which, by the way, I enjoyed your videos very much. Thank you for sending those to me. I hope you got my response. You guys, as always, are awesome for supporting this. And uh, so, and so, so I just want to say, again, special thanks to all of them. Special thank you guys. Also, a real quick, oh, I better not forget. I'm going to feel bad if I do this. Hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Got to do the shout out. One last shout out. Here we go. Ready to Dave Foy. 
Dave Foy, I want to say thank you. I got your email. Yeah, Dave Foy was the patron who won uh, a set of... Uh, hold on, let me get back to my screen. Now everybody's like, what did he win a set of? It's only going to take forever. Uh, he got a set of... That's right. Effectors. If you guys saw the video this week, I did the Effectors review. So what's cool about the Effector guys, and I want to tell you a real cool thank you to these guys, was they asked me if I would review this, and I said yes, but on one condition, they, they were sending it out. I said, send me a second one to do a giveaway on the patrons. So I did a, a special giveaway just for the patrons, and uh, and he was the winner. Uh, so Dave Foy won the extra set, so now we have matching sets of Effectors. Um, and uh, and uh, we'll see if we can do some more giveaways for everyone else on other things. Uh, for both the patron side and the side. As always, guys, I want to thank you so much for hanging out. Record numbers today. Great week. Have an amazing weekend. Stay tuned because I have a lot of videos coming up. As always, this week was fun, but more videos coming this week as well. And until next time, uh, know your gear.